James Gunn receives overwhelming support from his Guardians of the Galaxy cast members. Fantastic Four number one is about to hit the store shelves, and we have an exclusive straight from the writer. And Minecraft fans, it looks like your movie's gonna have to wait. All of this and so much more on the Geek Underground. Reviewing primary directive. Get plugged in. Are a sad, strange little man. Throw the freaking hump, imposter! What's that? Even listen to yourself when you talk? I drift in and out. Hey, cuckoo birds, do you mind? This is important. If you'll all excuse me, I have a man to beat in pool while wearing shorts. Miss Quest, do you hate this? Do you hate doing this? Do you? Are you like a crazy person? Why can't you see that for the compliment that it is? Wow, this is garbage. And welcome back to episode number 17 of the Geek Underground. My name is Sean, uh, a.k.a. Deadpool, with my ever-present, always co-host, the Trash Panda. Livy is here side by Hello. side. And we just got back from Comic-Con. Well, well not, not just. We did not just get back from Comic-Con. This no, was on didn't. last Sunday. Now, this is the following Saturday, uh, but a week ago. Still, within this last week, do you know whose hand I have shaken? Shaken? Shook? I do. Sh- shooken? Uh, who, who, whose hand have I, have I shooken? David Tennant. <laughs> David Tennant and who else? Doctor Who, who and Zach <gasps> Levi. Chuck. Okay. So, so these two leading up to the London Film and Comic-Con were not even on the radar. And then about two weeks prior, Zach Levi shows up. And Zach Levi, he's one of my boys. He's one of my man crushes. He goes up there, right up there with Ryan Reynolds as one of my boys. That, 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 that I just want them as my BFF. That, that's, that's Zach Levi to me. I've already told you he cannot be your yeah. BFF because I'm your BFF. But he can be my other BFF. But no, no, no. It's Zach no, Levi, he honey. he can still be your, like, he can be a good friend. But he can't be your best friend forever. Okay, well, for those that might not know who Zach Levi is, um, if you've seen the trailers for Shazam, he is Shazam. You might have watched Chuck, mm-hmm. the TV show. He is Chuck Bartowski. He and was the voice of Flynn Rider. In, Entangled. Entangled. Uh, he, did he was a little, in Thor. He was in Thor as uh, Flip. Thor fl- 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 2. F- f- and Thor Ragnarok. He, had, he literally goes, ah, and gets killed in Thor Ragnarok. I cannot believe how quickly they took him out in Thor Ragnarok. Yeah. That was really heart-wrenching, depressing. Um, also, he did Geeks Who Drink, uh, a sci-fi or is it a comedy game show that was fun and random. But regardless, yeah. Zach Levi, just an amazing overall human being. Uh, he gives so much of his time and his money and himself to charities and to causes, but just awesome guy. And then David Tennant, who was not even announced until the Saturday that Comic-Con was going on. Yeah. Did you have something else to say on Zach Levi, No, though? I was just saying it was really funny because um, when we were waiting in line... Um, for he, who? For which for one? For Zach Levi. Okay. This is before you were there, I think, actually. Um, the line wasn't moving very quickly, and he just suddenly gets up and starts waving at everybody and goes, I'm really sorry, I haven't eaten, I'm just eating quick. And he's got his, he's just shoving food <laughs> in his mouth. It was oh, super Zach funny. Levi. And then he grabs his iPod out or his phone or whatever it was, plugs it into a little um, uh, speaker, and starts playing Michael Jackson's Can't Stop Till You Get Enough. Yeah, he was and the only one of the And he's just kind of like grooving out. I've never seen anybody do that. And it was so funny. No, it was great. It, it was, was awesome. really great. Just a great personality that he brings. Um, but yeah, then, then getting on to David Tennant. So David Tennant was not even gonna, uh, announced until the Saturday of Comic-Con. On Saturday at London Film and Comic-Con, they make an announcement. Saturday around noon. And they say, uh, we have an announcement. And somehow at, at a comic convention, the entire place went silent, which doesn't happen. You've got tens of thousands yeah. of people milling about, doing things, went silent. You can hear a pin drop. And they said over the, the PA, David Tennant will be here tomorrow for autographs and photographs and all the other stuff. And, and it was still quiet for a few more seconds. And then just bedlam erupted. People went crazy. Everybody got out their phone. Was They, they crashed the servers uh, of the of London Film and Comic Con because everybody was trying to get these diamond passes so they could have the chance to and meet him. And those diamond passes were not cheap. 200, they were 210 200, quid. Oh, my goodness. So, yeah, 210 pounds, which is about $300. Uh, so a lot of money. And it just sold out instantly. Yeah. Uh, to meet David Tennant, the 
Seventh Doctor in Doctor Who. Uh, just an amazing, amazing guy. Um, we were lucky enough to get there early enough on Sunday. We were planning to go already on Sunday. And he just only came on Sunday and this became what was going to be, oh, it's going to be an okay Comic-Con to being for me, one of the best Comic-Cons I've been to just because just on the backs of Zach Levi and David Tennant. Yeah. So, so cool. Um, talk to David Tennant about, you know, he's the voice of uh, Scrooge McDuck and DuckTales. He wants to do a DuckTales Doctor Who crossover called DuckTales. <laughs> <laughs> hey, he thought it was funny and he, when he brought it, it up. But I mean, you can't not be you like can't. smiling and happy with David with Tennant because David Tennant's just like the epitome of cool. Oh, yeah. And, uh, yeah, and, and, and just the awesome. fact that, again, he wasn't going to be there. And the night before we look online and we see that he's going to be there uh, again, if you are a fan of Doctor Who, uh, just David Tennant in general, who's, who's just been fantastic and Jessica Jones. Uh, there was this movie called The Decoy Bride. If you haven't seen it, it's a hilarious, funny movie. He was great in that as well. But just just uh, just a, a great time at Comic-Con, London Film and Comic-Con. It's had a, a bad rap. Um, bad rep for uh, just some some of the things and ways they've handled things, but it, they've really they're, they're getting better with the way they, they've laid things out and are organizing and handling of, of the celebrities. Uh, it's been really fun to be a part of. And this year, we even got to meet some artists and, and uh, you know comic writers that and we enjoy. I've, got to, I've just got to give a shout out to Sonia um, Sonia Leong. She works for Sweat Drop Studios now. Um, she's just such a super cool chick. She um, she draws primarily primarily anime and manga but she is just the nicest lady and um she's usually only at mcm but this time she just happened to be um at comic-con at the london film and comic-con and we always go and see it and she recognizes us every single time just such a super cool lady oh, she's, so she's if great. you haven't if you've got any interest in comic book art or anime art go and check her stuff out it's sonia leong it's l-e-o-n-g and she always takes time we have a little girl in our not yeah. longer, but a younger girl in our youth group that we've taken to comic-con before who's very very good at art and she'll always just stop uh sh she'll stop and, and come over and talk to her and, and give pointers about her work and help her and show her some techniques uh again just just a great person uh, if you go to comic-con and want to support someone that really is is just a great person she really is yeah and she's got loads of books and youtube tutorials out there as well so if you're interested in learning how to draw some of those styles she's definitely a really cool person and she will really give you a hands in there so yeah and karen Gillen, she didn't flake it would have if karen Gillen was there that would have just broke broken the bank for me sorry i have some comments coming no, in I can on, see on the them internet now because i've got uh, it pulled out of the main page yeah and uh, oh man if karen Gillen was there for the doctor cast they actually had i think something like nine doctors from that are still alive it, it was crazy how many doctors or maybe it would have been nine if sylvester mccoy would have been there yeah. now the ones that i was concerned with were the new ones so 9 10 11 and 12 they had christopher eccleston who had never been to a comic-con before and that's who i was going to go visit until david Tennant and zach levi showed up uh, as well as matt and it was smith really good actually because uh, most of the Battlestar Galactica uh, crew were supposed to be there. And there was going to be six of them, six members from Battlestar to Galactica. Finally, meet Edward James Olamos because I think he's so awesome anyway. And um, we, Sean had bought me this really cool art piece so I could get all their autographs on it and everything else. And every single one of them cancelled. Every single one. Which was actually a blessing in disguise because if we'd have still paid out for that, we never would have been able to get we would not or be, well, Levi. No, so. we, we would have. We just wouldn't have the lights on tonight. We wouldn't be recording or live or streaming eating, the show. Or eating, nothing. or drinking. Yeah. The money would have just been gone. <laughs> but... Yeah, so yeah. so it's probably good then that Karen Gillan wasn't there as well because I w yeah. I would have had to have had her uh, because I haven't seen her anywhere else. And no. someone was saying she flaked at another Comic Con, but she didn't flake here. I hope I, I'm, I'm going to say that she's a wonderful person without knowing anything about her, and then I'll go from that. She seems pretty cool. She seems pretty cool. I don't know her at all. Haven't even seen interviews with her. I'm just going to say she's a wonderful person and maybe just had a bad day. Yeah. Uh, but but w with that, since we're on Karen Gillan now. We've all heard, well, if you listened last time, you heard my rants on James Gunn. We know James Gunn was fired from the set of Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 for tweets that surfaced from 10 years ago. Now, Livy had mentioned that she wants to hear from Chris Pratt, what Chris Pratt has to say about this, because I went on a tirade on the last but podcast. Let me, just, let me just premise this by the fact that the reason I said I wanted to hear what Chris Pratt had to say about it is because I respect Chris Pratt and how he stands up for what he believes in because he's very um he's very open about his faith about his life um 
and he's he just seems like a really chill guy. Now, I don't know him personally, but out of all of the people I see doing interviews and doing other stuff, I see him being somebody who lives the way they talk. And I like that. And it seems like he is... He's just got integrity. Yeah. And so the cast, they actually, they, they even said it, and I'll read this statement, but they intentionally waited these uh, 10 days because this came out a couple of days ago now mm-hmm. uh, to respond because they wanted to take it all in. They wanted to really see everything, check all of what was being said. Um, and, and something that Disney and IGN did not do before just publicly lambasting Gunn here. And so, I mean, I'm just still absolutely flabbergasted that now six years after he had to deal with the fallout uh, publicly the first time, he has to do it again. And the way I was thinking about this is if somebody goes to jail, right, they go to jail, they serve their time, they've paid their penance and they're released. They will not then get sent back to jail again just because years later somebody remembers, oh, yeah, that person did this terrible thing. We should send them back and they don't get sent back to jail again. So what? why is this happening in the court of public opinion? Why are we allowed to just he, he's handled this? Isn't he's dealt with this. There's a statute of limitations There, there on has that. to be. There has to be. And if you were to go to the board of directors at Disney and said, all right, whoever in here could look into their past and anything that comes up, you are, are not ashamed of you're, you're just fine with everything that then you go ahead and you fire James Gunn. Not one of those guys could have stood up and done that because if you go back 10 years, heck, if you go back 10 or 20 years in any comic or any person in Hollywood and hold everything against them, you wouldn't have many people working in no, Hollywood. You wouldn't. But let's get to this letter. So the cast of Guardians of the Galaxy, they took some time. They wanted to release this uh, r- really a, a thought-provoking piece. Uh, let me just read to you what's here. I won't read all of it, but I'll read just the main bulk of it. And here's what they say. They say, to our fans and friends, we fully support James Gunn. We were all shocked by his abrupt firing last week and have intentionally waited these 10 days to respond in order to think, pray, listen, and discuss. In that time, we've been encouraged by the outpouring of support from fans and members of the media who wish to see James Gunn reinstated as director of Volume 3, as well as discouraged by those so easily duped into believing the many outlandish conspiracy uh, that surround him. Being in the Guardians of the Galaxy movies has been a great honor in each of our lives. We cannot let this moment pass without expressing our love, support, and gratitude for James. We're not here to to defend his jokes of many years ago, but rather to share the experience having spent many years together together. On set, making Guardians of the Galaxy 1 and 2. The character he has shown in the wake of his firing is consistent with the man he was every day on set, and his apology now and from years ago when he first addressed these remarks, we believe is from the heart, a heart that we all know, trust, and love. In casting each of us to help him tell the story of misfits who find redemption, he changed our lives forever. We believe the theme of redemption has never been more relevant than now. And it goes on uh, a little bit more in this, but it's signed by every single member of the cast. Chris Mm -hmm. Pratt, Zoe Saldana, Dave Bautista, Karen Gillan, on and on and on uh, have all signed this. And really, it just makes a very powerful statement. And they even go on to say Chris Pratt on his Twitter feed said, you know what? I would love to have James Gunn rehired and be my director for Guardians 3. Yep. It, it's just I, I can't I, I can't get my head around how Disney was able to do this. And like they pointed out, I'm going to get away from that. I love the fact that they're always talking about our story of redemption. And, and it's talked a lot in that letter. They go on a little bit more about that. But even how the Guardians of the Galaxy storyline uh, has run in tandem with a lot of their personal lives. Sean Gunn in this like little 10 part Twitter rant he had really said how James Gunn grew up and matured and found redemption with his life as he's writing the story of redemption through the Guardians of the Galaxy films. But I think we can all relate to that. We can all relate to needing redemption. I mean, for me as a Christian, I know that my life has been redeemed, you know, bringing me to a relationship with with Jesus and saving me from a lot of things that are ready to destroy our lives. Now, I'm not saying that James Gunn has become a Christian by any means, but I'm saying that we all need redemption. We need people around us that will love us through everything and say, you know what? No matter what you've done, we love you. And it seems like in the world today, it's just all too ready to strike us down. That mob mentality of everybody just kind of getting behind and heaping this this hate on somebody. It looks like they really have this redemption and redeemed their lives. You know, sometimes our failures have consequences, but to me, James Gunn paid those. Again, this is not like murder or rape or things that regardless of time frame, you do need to stand trial for those. These were some ill-conceived comments that he has paid the penance for, and still organizations like Disney, IGN, and other media outlets and people have heaped hate on Gunn, but I love seeing that this storyline of redemption that has come from it all. You finished? Yes, I am. Okay. 
Bobcats. Although I think it is funny, Bobcat Goldthwait, who voiced uh, in Hercules, uh, what did he voice? Pain, Pain. or one of them? Uh, he, he wrote a letter to Disney saying, you know what? Just so you guys aren't hypocritical, you might want to take my voice off of your, your uh, attraction and just fire me as well. Because he's referencing things from his past where I think he repelled naked into a Nirvana concert and other things that he's done where he just knows, like, look, this is not... Uh, publicly acceptable today and just a very tongue-in-cheek letter to disney was like you know you should just fire me because i don't represent any of the stuff that you're apparently standing for and you should look into some of your other uh, actors as well that you have currently employed i need to look in all their i know you don't actors. need to he's being very tongue-in-cheek though very tongue-in-cheek I with know. disney can we get on with something that's a bit more you know fun yes because i'm tired of you sitting on your high horse well, you know what? Disney needs somebody smacking them down, and I'm, I'm the one doing it. Now, um, I have some comic news for you, if that works. Okay. Is that okay? I, I, a lot of times, I'm not able to get much into comic news, and this one was really cool. Um, it came up just this last week. Infinity Wars number one, a new story uh, has been released. And Gamora is back in the storyline, though. She's back after all the events of the Infinity Wars, after she's been... Are you playing a sound here? <laughs> Okay, what does that have to do with anything? Gamora's back. Oh, okay, so you're excited Gamora's back. Yes! Okay, Gamora is back after oh having been gosh. killed by Thanos, but she feels like, in this comic, she feels like something is wrong. Um, and what she feels is that part of her is still trapped in the Soul Stone. And the only way she can get that piece of herself back is with all of the Infinity Stones. So this becomes like another what? it becomes like another Infinity Stone saga. Yeah, but the gauntlet's kind of trashed now. I, I know, it's trashed. All the Infinity Stones are now pieced out. Now, she has one of them to start this, though. She has the Power Stone in the, in the hilt of a new sword she has and in the very beginning of the comic she kills Thanos with the sword plunges it through his neck and Thanos is now dead she has killed Thanos and she knows that's that a great story of redemption hold on I didn't say this is a story of redemption I'm just saying it's a very interesting storyline Oedipus much now it, it goes on she goes through it all and she gets to the point where there's a new Illuminati new Illuminati group now the Illuminati were those that were uh, set for protecting the infinity stones to keep them apart keep them safe um, and this new group is meeting to try to figure out what to do with the stones and how to keep them safe she shows up there and she's like you know what I'm not going to hurt you guys I just want the stones that's all I want and Peter Quill happens to be there tries to stand in the way and she ends up killing Peter Quill as well she what? plunged right through the gut there's, there's a picture of him just being held up on the point of her sword he's toast and uh, that's kind of where it ends so i don't know i mean i'm not one now for me my, my comic book reading has kind of waned a little bit uh it, it's kind of up and down uh where i used to read them a lot more and now i just i just try to find some some good stories i try to find ones that i might like here and there where i don't read every week but i still will read but this is one that's got me excited where i, I want to get into that where i don't want to watch peter quill die again i'm sorry well peter quill dies in the comics all the time he just always finds a way to come back mm. and i think gamora is maybe thinking well if i can get all the stones then then maybe i can bring him back or maybe just the part of her that was in love with peter quill is the part that's trapped in the soul stone oh for goodness sakes we don't know but it, it just sounds like a really intriguing it's a really too, fun it's too much it's too much yeah it's too 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 much why is it too much it the whole infinity bleh. war saga Yes. Are you done with Infinity Wars? Kinda. But aren't you excited about what might happen next? I I don't know. I really don't at this point. I Ant Man and Wasp. It finally it finally came out in the UK. I know. Ant Man and Wasp. It's been out in the US for a month, There's and it came out on Friday. Thing. There's a lot of movies <sighs> I want to see at the You're moment. Kidding me. So I'm I'm kind of waiting for like a you know a lamb blast at the cinema so i can actually watch everything because we're so behind on stuff again in the oh, moment we are. so yes i do want to see a lot of movies but yes infinity wars you know we watched it again this um this week because it's out in america to rent and so we well to buy it actually and sean still has his american itunes account so we watched it and Oh, is it not out here yet? No. Oh, so we watched it before anybody else yeah, in the UK. We yeah. are so wonderful. I love um, that. So, yeah, I um, I still completely choked up when Spider-Man dies, which is really dumb because I'm not even that big of a Spider-Man fan. He's my favorite. I know he's your favorite. Well, I mean, he's as far, as, far as heroes overall, he's just my favorite. I know he is, but he's not mine. And I just, but the way he plays it, I just, it. <laughs> I don't want to go. Was, yeah. No, it was, yeah, made me cry. So I'm tired of crying now. 
I want I want the winning to happen. Well, we'll watch Ant-Man and Wasp, and that will be winning, right? That is that is one that I really want to see. I know we're going to go down and visit your dad here this next week, um, and hopefully we'll get a couple movies in while we're down there. Should be pretty yeah. good. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'll be honest, I'm kind of getting a little bit... Uh, Are you finally movies. getting superheroed out? Yeah, I kind of am. Now, what is it? Is it the just the style that Marvel has put out there in not the superhero just, movies? Not just, or? Not, just, um, not just Marvel, DC, all of it. It just... It's like the focus on everything at the moment. And it's it's just getting a bit too much for me. I mean, I didn't enjoy Black Panther. And I liked the first Ant-Man movie. But I'm kind of going, really? Another one? And that's so strange for me because I really do love all this stuff. But it's just been like, I guess things have just been thrown at my head so much by all of these superhero movies. And it's kind of got to the point where I'm like... Can we do something different? And that's why we need Shazam. That's why we need that lighthearted no, movie that's, that's just why fun. we need the Meg. Because the Meg would eat Thanos. The Meg would eat everything. Just done. Done, done, done. Yeah, but choo, when he choo, snapped, choo. the Meg got snapped out of existence. Only, no. Only the Meg's kids are left. No. Yeah, the Meg's gone. No. Okay. <laughs> the only well, person when, who can defeat the Meg is Jason Statham. And, and when, if Jason Statham can defeat the Meg, then Jason Statham can defeat Thanos. And when does the Meg come out? August 10th. August 10th. So we're very close to going and watching that movie and seeing who wins the bet. Yeah, because you have to watch that movie with me. Uh, well, I'm going to, and I'm going to win the bet because no, Jason Statham not. will ride the shark. Now, what happens if you're he does so both? Hold on. Hold not. on. What happens if he does both? What happens if he rides the shark like a sandworm in Dune, Sean. like I predict, and he also Sean. punches it? What happens? How does the bet work? You're asking me, your wife and a woman, you still lose. Oh my gosh. <laughs> you still lose. You will okay. lose. So regardless, I lose. Yes. And remember, though, he has to hit the shark in the nose, not just the face. Duh. Winning. That's me. Okay. I'm going to win. Okay. No matter what, I win. Okay, well, I have been ranting about James Gunn, Zach Levi, David Tennant, and I haven't give you, given you a chance to really geek out a little bit, so I, I want to give the floor to you. So what what would you like to geek out about right now? Did we talk about Dan Slott yet? We did not from Dan Comic-Con. Slott. Uh, Dan Slott is quite a famous uh, comic book writer, worked with Stan Lee, and has worked on a lot of the comic book movies as well, hasn't he? Yeah, he has. He's the most prolific Spider-Man writer in Marvel history as far as Spider-Man storylines. Yeah, so he's kind of saying goodbye for Spider-Man for a little while, which I'm I'm quite happy with. And he's going back to the Fantastic Four, which makes me quite happy because... Oh, my gosh. Well, it's been on a three-year hiatus. They have not had a, a Fantastic Four comic book for three years now. No, I know. And it's a shame because it's a... Uh, that's a really, really cool little unit, the Fantastic Four, and I think they're very... I think they've been done so badly the last little while, and everybody's just kind of like, well, whatever, we're just not even going to bother with it anymore. And it's a shame because I've always... I actually enjoyed the original ones with uh, Jessica Alba and Chris Evans. Yeah, and, they were, they were um, all right. They were, they were fun movies. That other guy that I can't pronounce his name correctly, so I'm not even going to try. They played the thing? No. Oh, they played Dr. Doom. No, no, Mr. Fantastic. He's oh. got a, one of those Welsh names. I really Aeon, can't pronounce it. Aeon, yeah, that thing. I, I own something. Yeah, exactly. Um, Ian. I enjoyed them. Yeah. I really did enjoy them. They were fun. They were lighthearted. They, you know, they had a bit of oomph to them, but they were, they were just plain fun. And I miss that because the second set of, or that new movie was terrible. And I like all of the actors in there. Yeah, I do. I mean, nobody in that that, that movie I, I disliked. It, it's just, it exactly. was not, I don't know if it was the directing or just the editing, the way they chopped it. It, it just did not it feel kind of like it could It felt a little movie. bit to me like that movie Timeline, you know, when they have oh, the little Walker, things yeah. and they FedEx themselves across space. It kind of felt like that was a good book. the Fantastic Four into that movie. And it was weird. And I didn't like it. Anyway. Okay. So... 
I'm really glad that he is going to be taking on the Fantastic Four because he's obviously done really good things with Spider-Man and really good things with the movies and everything else. And he gave us a little exclusive. Oh, he did. We asked him, like, Dan, okay, I know you're starting this line. I think it comes out this month. Fantastic Four number one launches this month, I believe. And we're like, Dan, what can you give us? What little just snippet, tidbit can you share? So he told us exclusively that he's got the name for the new villain. He does. There's going to be a new villain. He's not going the way of Victor Von Doom. He's put a new villain in there. And the name of the villain is the Griever at the end of all things. Like, think about that for a minute. It's it's almost like one of those prophecies you see in the, these fantasy movies where something is going to happen, but it won't happen until the end of times. But now that this person is here signifies that these are now the end of times kind of thing. Yeah. And so we, we don't know anything else about it other than that. I think he said that he released the name in a publication, The Griever, but he didn't say at the end of all things yeah. was the full name. And so that that really is, is the full part that that uh, is is a, a little tease and snippet that no one else has gotten yet but uh just kind of something fun for those that i can enjoy comics and want mm-hmm. to uh be a part of that so it was funness. kind of fun meeting him now um a oh, really fun guy too he just he spent a oh, lot yeah. of time talking with us he really uh d- didn't just go all right here's a signature move on he spent time shared the anecdotes talked about stuff like that and it was really yeah, cool was to me cool. so dan slot fun guy um so going on to movie news Men in Black UK, which I've been super excited about because I loved the original Men they in Black great. movies. I mean, Will Smith, you cannot dislike just Will enjoyable. Smith. enjoyable. Seriously enjoyable. You can't not just sit back and they're entertaining. They're not the brilliantest movies in the world or the most fantastic, but they're entertaining. I love it. So okay. they're doing one in the UK. Loving this. Um so we've got Emma Thompson, who's so coming the, back. The, the UK branch of uh, Men yeah, in Black. Yeah, I guess so. Um, Emma Thompson... Tessa Thompson and Chris Hemsworth have this all been great. confirmed. I love this. As has Liam Neeson. But then we've now got Rebecca Ferguson who's joining the cast. Now, Rebecca Ferguson is um, most well known for Mission Impossible. Who was she in that? She's the girl. In which one? The most recent one and the one before that. Okay. I'll need to see her face, but go ahead. Keep, keep anyway, going. Anyway, so they're joining the cast. It's going to be directed by Gary, um, F. Gary Gray, um, and he's saying it's a spin-off, not a sequel or a reboot, but set in the same world as the original trilogy. But Will Smith and or Tommy Lee Jones are not going to be, um, not going to be there. So. Oh yeah, I just I just pulled her up. I see her face. Okay. Isn't she in the Great Showman as well? Isn't that the same chick? Isn't she she the... um, Oh, the main, yes, the singer. I think you're right. The uh, opera singer. Yeah, so there you go. So she's going to be joining the cast, which is actually quite exciting. And that was just uh, two days ago that was dropped. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, Other moving news, which made me laugh. Um, There was this big scandal about the McDonald's Monopoly game, how this retired cop figured out a way to rig the system and won like 24 million from plastic just Happy Meals siphoned it. Yeah, just o- over the ah. years from McDonald's, siphoned millions from My. the game. I, that's just crazy. Anyway, so 20th Century Fox is closing a deal on its bid for a movie that's going to reunite Affleck and Damon as the stars and the producers. Now, <laughs> <laughs> this is the first time um, since Damon cameoed in Kevin Smith's Jersey Girl back in 2004, just so you wow. know. Um, What's really fun about this is that um, they've actually got, um, apart from some other fun people coming in there, they've got the director and the writer. Oh, no. Well, it's going to be directed by Ben Affleck, but it's being written by the uh, Paul Wernick, who wrote Deadpool, Deadpool 2 oh and gosh. Zombieland. <laughs> that is an interesting combination yeah. of talents going together there. So... Um, Damon's actually going to be in the movie. He's going to star as the ex-fuzz who figured out a scam to cheat McDonald's. So he's going to star Affleck's directing and we've got Deadpool 2 and Zombieland writer. So it should be an interesting, quite amusing movie, I can, I would have thought. I'm sure it I will be. And, and Matt Damon, he's just that lovable, cuddly teddy bear kind of guy that just, yeah. he's, just a, he's fun in everything that he's in. Yeah. You can't, yeah. Matt Damon. I like Matt Damon, just not an action star. Never an action star. I don't know how you don't like him in Bourne movies. He's great in the Bourne movies. Such a rip off of 
Bond. Doesn't matter. It's great, though. It's no, totally it's different than Bond. They're terrible. Okay. I know you don't agree with me. I know most of the world don't agree with me. I know my dad doesn't agree with me, but I can't stand those movies. They're just I know. pants. Terri- absolute pants. Right. Um, I have a little movie news, too, if I can interject. Oh, go ahead. Then. So, so something, though, that uh, Minecraft fans have been waiting a while for is there was actually a release date for a live adaptation of a Minecraft movie that was supposed to be May 24th of next year. It has now been pushed back because the director and writer has stepped down and moved away. Now, it actually has uh, some talents such as Steve Carell uh, attached to this, this project, which, I mean, Carell of the office fame, you, Steve Carell's amazing uh, in so what So, in he other does. words, he's going to be doing hammy when he goes, Steve! Uh, yes, maybe. Over I, the hitch? Yeah, well, I understand that. Okay. Wait, who did Steve Carell play in that? Hammy. He was Hammy? The oh, squirrel. I, for some reason, I never realized that. And I and they I called loved... the hedge Steve. Well, I, oh, they're over Steve. And okay. Minecraft, the main Shh. guy, Steve. Okay. Yeah, Diamond Steve. Uh, so, <laughs> so, yeah, so there was a movie. It is not out now. Well, at least Warner Brothers is scrambling right now to try to find a replacement director. They're, they're saying, though, they will not hit the May 24th uh, release date. So it might be pushed back to a summer or a fall release of next year. Uh, again, fans of Minecraft, uh, even if... Now, this is one that I didn't hear about until a couple weeks ago. Um, so, so some of you might not even know that it was coming out, but it was, and now you have to wait longer. So sad. Uh, Tear. Whatever. Uh-huh. Okay. I'm not a big Go ahead. Yeah, I'm not really looking forward to I know to you're not, but kids, um, kids love that. This will be right up your alley. There is an ALF reboot in the works. ALF! No! Hide your cats, everybody. Hide your cats. Uh, Only children of the 80s will understand our love of ALF and love of brown furriness. It's in the early stages of getting um, ready for prime time. A movie? No, TV. A TV reboot. Uh, Okay. Warner Brothers is taking (laughs) it on. This is great. Okay. They're bringing back um, Alf. What's really great is Paul Fusco, the show's co-creator, writer, director, and executive producer, and also the puppeteer and voice of Alf himself, is going to return. Okay. So you'll have the original voice, the original puppeteer, wow. the whole All lot. Right. I'll give you five pounds right now if you can tell me his home planet. Alf's I, home I planet. Can't. No? Not really. Oh, whole, okay, Melmac. Honestly, does, that even, does that even ring a bell? Did you watch the show ever? I, the- I I saw a few episodes, but it wasn't. I mean, I knew of it, okay. but I really didn't see it that much over here because it was just not a such a big thing over here. I wouldn't Sorry. say it was necessarily a big thing in the States no, either. I, know. It, I knew it's who just, Alf was. It's just but- part now of the 80s pop culture. Whether yeah. or not he had a very big following then, it doesn't matter. He just became the, the face of just some of the 80s because you see him on lunchboxes even yeah. still and Hot Topic I mean, has I, shirts. I know who Alf is. But yeah, there's... And that's the thing. It wasn't really that critically acclaimed of a show. It just happened to be on in the 80s, and now it's some part of it. I remember dinosaurs better. Dinosaurs. I love dinosaurs. Not, Not the, mama. the mama. Yeah, I think everybody remembers that part of dinosaurs. Yeah, I Not like the that mama. All right, what else you got for me? Uh, we're going into game news now. Video game or yeah. like football? I'm going to go play some soccer no, outside. video no? games. Okay. Um, as you can see on our television, if well, they Sean's got it, it or you can't see it anyway. Uh, Destiny 2 is in their uh, Solstice of Heroes, yes. which is super fun. Well, it's a bit grindy. I like grinding. I know though. you like grinding. Although I've been talking to some people that haven't played Destiny in a while. One of them being Martin, who's yeah. been on the show before. Uh, and they're saying they're, they've gotten back into it. They're really enjoying this event and, and just finding out a lot of really cool things that they didn't find out before playing the game. Some of the stuff was kind of hidden. And then just new things where it's it's making the game fun again. And I, I think that's great for Destiny leading up yeah. to their big fall. We've got this armor, which is really low light level, which means that we're kind of... Um, it, it makes you play like a noob, basically, because you're chasing around and the hits that you could usually take, you're not going to be able to take those you hits at the moment. Quick. Yeah, you do. Um, and to up, you know, to kind of power up your armor, you've got to do different things like do 10 heroic strikes or complete missions or uh, do well, it'll be multiple. It'll be, it'll be 10 heroic strikes like and do this and do that. And it's, yeah. a, it's a great way to kind of it's, it's an interesting design in the way that but the they're nice doing thing it now. is is it highlights every single part of the game so you have to do some crucible you have to do some strikes you have to do patrols you have to do the public events there are other things you know you've got to redo some of the older missions as well well that have been it's, redone so they're, yeah, not, they're yeah. not the same older missions no. they're now redone so it's kind of fun because you get to do all these different things and have a go at them and, and they, then they have the hidden level the black well just black do. spindly they do so we just found out um from the fire team chat that on io if you go to the lost oasis 
Um, you can, if you get one of the, um, the public, public events. events with the Taken, um, with the Blight, you can find three Taken champions like around in the area. And if you kill all of them, you get this portal opened, which takes you to this new secret bonus area. And if you complete it in under 20 minutes, then you get this wonderful new sniper rifle. So excited about that. Now, it was quite funny because Sean and I were playing earlier and we got we got to the blight maker, we got that sorted, and I literally saw one of the champions, because Sean goes, Oh, names are blah blah blah. And I saw one of them like over in the distance. Grabbed out my sniper, took two shots on his head, and, just and I'm shouting at Sean, like, "Look, he's over there!" And he couldn't and I'm see looking, him. I'm looking. There's nothing like, anywhere. What are you talking about? And then I was like running as fast as I could over because it's all kind of rocks and everything, so you can't pull out your sparrow, which are the the little like car things that you can drive. And he completely disappeared. Now you do have to be of a certain light level. So I think because I've got the sources of hero level, yeah. <laughs> and I'm running about a hundred less on my light level, I think it disappeared because it's I like, should You can't yeah, take me. You can There's take no me. way you're gonna beat me. So That's what I, was I was a thinking. little bit like, no, I've lost him. So we've um yeah, we're gonna have another go at that later. But it's really exciting because Martin has got his PS4. He's been enjoying playing it on the PC, but he's like, I can't play with you guys because I don't have Destiny 2 on my, and I can't port we it over. We had an extra copy. And I had got an extra copy. So we gave it to Martin, and he's going to go and play for hours and get his character up and join us in the Noobs with Attitude clan. And that anybody else clan. who wants to play and he's playing Destiny 2, Come and find Noobs with Attitude. We're a brilliant, fun clan. They're Should very active. Should we start our own clan? The Geeks Underground clan? Oh, maybe so. I think we should do our own clan here soon. We need to see if there's enough yeah. support for it. So we'll uh, we'll put the word out and see if anybody uh, wants to be a part of our clan. we're just having a lot of fun at the moment. And we're really... It's just been so much fun playing. And I just got a brand new emote. I got a brand new one. And it's... Uh, where is it? Nope. I got a fishing one. You got a fishing one. Yeah, it's all about the emotes. For those that play Fortnite, you know the same thing. It's all about the different emotes and PUBG. I mean, and then he's going to go and he what pulls What does he actually reel in? He pulls in a is fish. He, Look. He got a fish. Oh, I got a big fish. I got a fish. You got a fish. I like that. And then you can take a selfie with someone else with the selfie emote. That would be awesome. Not That's really. That's awesome. Okay, the people that, that don't play Destiny just all tuned out. Yeah, but it's still news. And I just know. because they don't play Destiny, they might not like Marvel... <laughs> Or Men in Black, you know, we cover I everything. I know. Um, so I'm really, really excited about that. Now, the other game news I am super excited about. Super excited. Super, super, super excited super, about. Super excited. Uh, because one of my favorite games ever was Portal 2. Yes. Now, oh, it's a oh. brilliant game. If you've it's played so, it. It's so, so fun. Well, it, it's, it's a puzzle-based game, yeah. one or two players. One of the only games I've ever played that's designed like it is. You can find it super cheap nowadays. And if you haven't played it, search it out and find it. I, I believe it might have been an Xbox exclusive, though, Portal 2. I, I don't think I ever saw it. No, it's it. on Steam now. Oh, it's on Okay, so if you can get it cheap, though, such a fun game. Play the demo mm -hmm. to figure it out. You definitely want to get that game. Yeah, it is. It's it's super fun, and it's got some brilliant voiceovers. Um, it's really lighthearted. I would, I mean, my kids play it, and it, it looks dark and grindy. Actually, a friend of ours bought it for us as a thank you, and at the time, I wanted one of the new Lego games, and I was like, oh, I don't want this. And we well, were we really, really didn't thinking know much about it. We about hadn't heard taking about it. it back and switching it out for a different game. So we thought, oh, we'll give it a go. And literally within minutes, we were like, this is amazing. This game is fun. This game is so, a blast. So, so good. Um, one of my favorite games ever. Anyway, so what's really excited is that the company that makes Portal 2 and also Left 4 Dead and Team Fortress... Um, is called Valve, and Jay Pinkerton, who's the video game writer for those games, has returned to Valve. Ooh. Now they haven't, excuse me, they haven't said anything about what he's doing, why he's back, or anything else. But please, we need a Portal Three. We do. We need a Portal Three. Why they haven't made a Portal Three yet, I do not know, because it's such. A brilliant game. It's great for people who aren't into the super violence of things like, you know, the Calls of Duty or the um, Grand Theft Autos and stuff like that, or even, you know, killing aliens or anything else, or don't want something that's kind of 
you know, the Lego games or anything else, which is kind of comic-y and, and, you know, for kids. This is a nice balance between like adult gaming and kind of good gaming for kids. And it's, and it's brilliant puzzles. No, it's fun. And I've got so, people online here even saying, I don't have it, but it sounds great. And other people saying it's awesome. You need to play it. So we're getting, we're getting some good love on, on Portal right now, yeah. uh, which, which is great because it, it needs it, man. It's this game that was, was phenomenal to play. And you're right, though. It's not a shooter necessarily. There are these Portal guns, but you're not killing things. You're just you're trying to work puzzles out. There it's so much turrets, fun to work together. Um, that have little lasers and oh, they, they keep saying, you. are you still there? And then they will kind of like, if you, if they see you in like motion sensor, see you, they will start shooting you and you can die. But it's, it's actually about kind of causing them to be blocked. So you can't, you don't, they don't see you and they can't hit you sort of thing. So it's, it's just another level of, you know, stuff. So it's it's so much fun. Yep. So much fun. So I'm excited about that. That's good. I like it. And then my last one, do you have any other game news or should we go on to? I've got some, to- I've just got a toy bit of news, yeah, go, go. Um, w- which for those that are Transformers fans, uh, Walmart is going old school and bringing back some Gen 1 Transformers from the 80s. And for those that are worried about authenticity, they're using the exact same toy molds that were used to create these figures back back in the day, the same methods for applying the stickers, uh, all kinds of really, really cool stuff. Uh, I believe they dropped today, which is August 4th. Uh, our podcast won't be live until tomorrow, but today they're dropping at Walmart. So... But you can still order. You can still pre-order. Now, they're 75 bucks, uh, $75 probably so about. So why haven't you ordered one already? Because I don't have $75 for a toy right now. And it's at Walmart. And we are now in the UK where there are a lack of Walmart. Yeah, Walmarts. but you're going to be in the USA in like y- early yes, September. But I'm not there now. And now the ones <sighs> they're releasing in the first wave is Starscream, Hot Rod, and a <gasps> six-figure Constructicon Devastator. I want Hot I know. Uh, and I think it is the uh, the Starscream that drops today, and they'll release them out kind of sequentially over the mm. next couple weeks. Uh, again, pre-order. Walmart, I'm not, I don't get any money for that. It's just if you like Transformers like me and you like these collectible toy things, then you can get well, them. Well, more toy news, actually. If you're in England, Argos, um, which most England people will know what that is, is actually doing a three for two right now on all Lego sets. And I'm talking about not just like the little tiny ones. They've got the Harry Potter ones, the Star Wars ones. All of them. And, and for those in America, three for two means you buy three and it's the cost of two. We don't quite say it that way in America. Uh, buy two, get one free. That's just, you oh, know, that works. either Buy way. two, get one free. Okay. I've li- so they're doing so- a three for two anyhow. So you can get some really cool sets and save a little bit of cash. So might be, I mean, I think we're down in like the 20, uh, 20 uh, like weeks until Christmas now. Oh, so there you go. There you go. Get some Christmas shopping done. Or today. buy two for yourself. Send the free one to me. Then it's not costing you anything. There you go. Exactly. I mean, we wouldn't or mind me. a Millennium Falcon. I mean, it's your birthday on, t- on Monday. Monday, two days. And my birthday, you know, at the end of August. Yeah. I know. That's good, yeah. though. If you like Legos, because Lego, Legos can be so expensive yeah, at times. They They're one of the most, to me, most expensive toys for what you get, because what you get is never very big, and you're paying a lot to get the, the very big ones. Yeah, we when we were at Comic-Con, we... Oh, my goodness. We, Sean had said, hey, I've put some money aside for your birthday. If you see anything you want, you know. And um, one of the things we did see <laughs> was the Lego Manalian Falcon, which the, I like, was the, like... The Black Series, though. I the like Black that. Series Lego. And we were like, how much is it? And he goes... 700 quid. I'm like, okay, thank you very much. 750. Now, now retail though is 650 on that. And if you put that aside and it's the, that's the problem. You'd have to buy that one and not build it. You'd have to put it aside, collect it. Then you could sell it in five years for like, don't get the idea of having something like that. And then not, not, not actually using it. That just, that just no. And if you've seen the big bang theory, you know that Spock says that's illogical to have a toy. What's the purpose of a toy to play with? And if you don't play with a toy, it's illogical. See, I'd want to build it and then I'd get (laughs) a a coffee table with a glass top and actually place it inside and have it on display that way because it's just pretty. No, we're going to save that for when we can afford the master replica millennium Falcon that was released at 3000. And now I think it sells for about 10 thousand dollars if you want to get that which we'll we'll never have we don't need to spend that on a toy that's okay yeah i guess you guess you would still want it you'd want me to sell a kidney so i can get you the master replica millennium (laughs) i don't want you selling the kidney i'd sell the kidney i'd sacrifice a kidney so you can have a toy honey so you can have a toy you sure 
Yeah, I'm fine. All right. uh, talking about toys, though, which is not really a toy, but board games. Which is not really a board like, game. Yes. Um, our friends Natalie and Andrew were kind enough to give us a little present this week, and they gave us Exploding Kittens and the um, expansion, expansion which is called Imploding Kittens, which comes with a very cool cone of shame. Which is that that cones that animals wear <laughs> when they have surgery, so they can't lick the afflicted area. Yeah, you get one of those to wear in the game. Now, so now it, it's like death by cuteness. So Exploding Kittens, uh, it's a game of the simplest form. You have a deck of cards filled with with cats you draw cards you try to avoid the exploding kitten which will take you out of the game uh, there's always one less exploding kitten than there are players so somebody will always survive this at the very end but you, you have cards that are able to help you out where you can alter the future when you're drawing you can nope people's attacks you can defuse with cats that are good at defusing things but it, it's and a one great of those game there's a taco cat and it says i am a palindrome there yes he does <laughs> say that taco cat there's a feral cat there's a reversey a skippy a They're beard, the watermelon, a catermelon. There's a catermelon in here. Um, Are you going to not show them? Because you know there are some people who can actually. Well, see. Well, for those that go. can see, okay, they're. they're um, where, 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 do you want to show the taco one? There we go. Here, here is the taco cat for those that are actually watching online. You can see the taco cat. Yes, very cute. And then I think all the exploding kittens have been put in a different pack. But yeah, it's, it's a really fun game. Uh, it only takes about 20 minutes to go through. And if, if it's something that you like to blow your friends up, which I am one of those people, this is a game that you might like. And again, just death by cuteness. Yeah, I um, we played it with our um, we played it with uh, Heezy, and it was he it was, was having, super fun. He's having a little hard time because there is it, it's very much you need to read every single card in your hand to know what it does, what it can do. So there, there's maybe an eight year old it might just be a little bit under, but as soon as they hit ten, I mean it's, it's a great game uh, for for all ages, ten and up, of course, probably. Yeah. Uh, but but just a lot of fun. I think we'll still play it more with, with our son who's eight, and I'm I'm pretty sure he's going to get it. But that's right on the cusp of yeah. having fun with the game or not but as an adult it's it's a fun game it's a quick game blow your friends up uh you can't ask for more than that yeah it's pretty good fun uh quick shout out now as well uh brian and jen um they have started a podcast they're they friends have, from yes. farmington it's called kingdom geeks kingdom nerds oh kingdom nerds i they apologize want to be a geek i i don't understand I don't why would they not want to uh, be you a can geek? find it on soundcloud we're actually trying to arrange for them to be on the show at some point in the future, which will be super exciting. Yeah, because, because their real uh, area of expertise is tabletop games. And they, yeah. they've spent, at least Brian's, has spent a lot of time in that, a lot of money in that, in getting some of these games, which the tabletop games can be very expensive. But he has a lot of insight, a lot of knowledge in those games that just make it a really fun person to talk to about, hey, what's coming out, what's good. And he'll, he'll has a lot of insights. So uh, when Sean's out in America, maybe he can go and join up with them and then we'll uh, record the show live. Um, with Brian and Jen, which would be really cool because uh, we listened to their podcast today. It was fun. Yeah. Really good fun. Oh, so be... lots of good information. If you're into tabletop gaming, uh, definitely want to check out. Again, it's Kingdom Nerds, and that is on SoundCloud. Yeah. No, that's good. Um, I'm pretty much done with my geeking out again. The, the bulk of it was just the the, uh, the little girl scream that was heard around the world when I shook David Tennant and Zach Levi's hands. I mean, that, that was, I haven't washed this hand now. So if you're wondering what smells when we go to bed at night, it's, it's my hand because it, it has yet to be showered. Gross. I'm just kidding. I've washed. Part yeah, of I hand. know you have washed your hands, um, but no, it was just, it was amazing, and, and I, I geeked out like a little fangirl, and it took everything inside of me not to just fan crush all over both of them. It was so hard to just hold back and go, oh, "You guys are awesome," you know, and just just hold it in a bit and hold my composure. Do you know what I was most excited about is the fact that I found um, on the sale rack two T-shirts, one in Sean's size, one in my size. And they're matching. So we have matching Flash shirts oh, now. and hold on. That's right as well. Because I of that. I know you said now, I've got to watch the Flash now. You have to. So, so you held these up and they're real cute, kind of like poppy style they're pop jersey vinyl shirt. Style. It's like a pop vinyl, but like a jersey shirt and a name on the back. It's great. Like a fiver. You can't beat that. No. And, and she's like, can we get these? And I'm like, well, on one stipulation. You must sit down and watch The Flash with me now. And so now she has to watch at least season one of The Flash. And I have no issue with that. Okay. You, you've just had issue before when I've talked about it. You put yeah, crickets on there. Yeah, I watched the first three episodes and I didn't, I wasn't like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. I'm not saying it's, oh my gosh, this is because, amazing. I'm saying I mean, it's, it's a so fun, good show. I'm like Legion at the moment. We're and done with Legion. It's at a break right now. No, because I haven't watched those. If you watched those episodes without me. Mm. 
probably not. Sure, I Michael. did not watch Legion without you. I did oh. not watch Legion without you. I I'd wouldn't. Be I wouldn't. I, I, you right I now, wouldn't dude. do that. And we've got to watch Cloak and Dagger and get caught up on that. Uh, Star Trek Discovery starts soon. I, we have a lot. There's a lot that we, we don't even and have. And the Meg. And well, the Meg is at the movie theater. That's this yeah, Friday, right? This so. Friday. Uh, yeah. a, a week, sorry. So yes, coming up, what's, is, yeah. what, today's a Saturday? Okay, so this coming Friday, so six days away, you will get the Meg. The Meg, the oh Meg, the Meg, the Meg. Oh, I'm so excited for the Meg. I know. So excited. Okay. Well, do you have anything else that you would like to expound out of your mouth to people? No, I just want to say be unique. And what yeah. I mean by that, and like I tell you every single week, I want you to be you. Be proud of who you are. You know what? God made you a certain way, and that's okay. Yeah. And I'm okay with you. And as long as you're keeping your happy and, you know, God's happy with you, then doesn't matter what anybody else thinks. Well, and that's the thing, though. The, the hardest thing about, you know, being in school and even being out of school is, is the loudest voices in our lives are, are, are typically the, the negative ones, which mm-hmm. it's a hard thing because these voices that are loud, they're the negative ones, are the ones that we hear that was clearly, but the people that love us are the ones that, that really should have a say in our life. But so often we let those negative voices dictate how we think of ourselves and how we live. But I, I want to encourage you. There are people in your life that love you. And going back to the just the James Gunn thing, but just that story of redemption, how the cast has rallied around him and said, this is a redeemed man. He maybe said some things. And even then, that's not really who he was. But they're still saying, you know what? He has still lived the story of redemption. We all need that story of redemption in yeah. our life because we need the people that will love us no matter what. And I, I pretty much guarantee you those people are there. There's people around you that love you. And if not, shout out to us. We will love on you. Um, but but it's just about being you. Ne- never be afraid to be you because you are awesome. Don't forget to be awesome. That's my thing. And don't forget to check us out on Facebook, The Geek UG, on Twitter, The Geek UG, and on Instagram, The Geek UG. Guys, if you've got questions, if you've got comments, please, please, please hit us up. We do want to have um, interactiveness on the show. If you want to kind of chime in and actually be a part of the show, let us know. We will figure out some way of actually getting you kind of like, yes. you know, stuck in the board so we can actually listen to you and uh, have a chat with you. So if there's something you want to talk about, let us know. And I'm trying We'd to get Zach Levi on the you. show. I have, yes, you I, are. Have, I have messages into his publicist right now. I want to get just a couple questions answered that we could play on the air. That's what I'm shooting for. So you guys uh, rally around me and encourage me more to get Zach Levi uh, on the show. That would make me so happy. That would <laughs> I make know, me so make happy. Me I, would, happy. I, would, I would just be I think we just need squealing. to keep working on getting those press passes for the Comic-Con so we can actually go get in. Behind like, the scenes. Get behind the scenes and, and just, actually do some interviews. A quick soundbite. Exactly. Um, but I, I really think we're done for the night. I don't want to keep you guys too much longer uh, or your day. I guess it could be, um, but we love you guys. It is always so much fun to be here. Um, Livy, any last things? Just your be unique. That's be it. Be unique. And don't forget to be awesome. So we love you guys. Be safe. Just be you and have a great, have a great day. Bye. The Geek Underground will return next week. But until then, don't forget to be awesome.